All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, uh, my new podcast. So this will be the first actual, you know, legitimate episode that's not just an intro and really excited to get all this going. So today is going to be my contest, uh, my show podcast. We're going to go over all the details about the competition that I just did a week and a half ago um, and my experience. And then I have a bunch of questions from you guys. I put out a uh, questionnaire or a question box on my Instagram and you guys submitted questions. So I got a bunch of those for you guys and let's try and run through this as fast as possible. So I don't take up your whole day. <laughs> um, I've also got Stace over here. She's editing one of our vlogs. So that's super exciting. Um, and I'm just, you know, I like having her around. If you hear little rustling and other strange noises, that would be Phoebe playing with her toys. Cause I didn't want to put her in her crate for this. I'd rather let her roam free with us. So, all right, let's get into it. We will go with the first question, which was what was your best and worst experience prepping for the show? So what was my best experience prepping for the show? It's a good question. Honestly, just pulling it off as fast as I did, because uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I was prepping for a while, a long, like quite a while. And uh, I was actually getting ready for a show earlier in the year. And some stuff happened that I just needed to pull myself out and mentally uh, focus on my mental health for a month or two and just make sure that my life was stable and everything was good before getting back into prep. Because I was about, uh, I was like within a couple weeks when all that stuff happened. So, um, that was probably the worst experience of prep was that <laughs> the, uh, uh, just getting it interrupted and having to set back the date that I actually wanted to compete. Um, but it all worked out for the best in the, in the long run. Now the best experience was, like I said, uh, pulling it off. Just the fact that I was able to, dial it in in four weeks from the moment that I decided, okay, this is the one we'll, we'll go for. Um, and I was super pumped on what I brought. So let's go to the next question. First off. Wow. Dude, you look amazing and you have put in some great work. Thank you. <laughs> what is one moment from prep that you will remember the most pre pre show? Okay. So most memorable moment of prep, honestly. Oh my gosh. I had this one moment while I was doing my cardio where like my whole body just felt like I couldn't feel anything anymore. And I was just going and like, I felt like nothing could stop me. Like it, it was just such a very like powerful feeling of like, I am beating the crap out of my body right now. I have pounded my body into the ground um, and really, really, really put the time and effort in this time. And uh, even like, I went way more like hardcore old school bodybuilding style for this one. A lot of like my food choices and stuff. I was just, I just wanted to do it that way. Cause I've always kind of wanted to do it that way. And I never have, I've always been a flexible dieter and uh, track my macros and stuff and just fit certain things in that I want. Um, Cause my body responds decently to that stuff. So I'm very, very lucky. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went the more hardcore route this time around and uh, just sitting on the bike doing my cardio. I was like 
uh, at about an hour. <laughs> and I was on like level 10. And what a lot of people don't know is that, uh, well, I'll talk more about this later, but I felt like I got hit by a bus after I actually did the show because of the intensity of the cardio that I was doing, but I was just so pumped and like motivated to do this. And I just wanted to step back on stage so bad. And I wanted to do it with Brett too. That was like such a significant thing to me. Um, Oh, what am I talking about? That's my best moment, actually. Actually getting to compete with one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those of you who know Brett, Brett Smith, he uh, won the overall for bodybuilding. He was Mr. California last year, and he just won the Excalibur this year. And, uh, yeah, I got to actually do my first show with him when I've been watching him compete for 10 years or more. And I have we've been friends for seven or more. So um, just a really special thing being able to do that with him finally. Um, okay. So yeah, that moment on the, on the bike where I was just kind of like, I, I can literally do anything. <laughs> I have shown myself I can do anything. And, uh, it's such an incredibly empowering and conf uh, an empowering moment and boosts your self-esteem and your confidence so much like genuine confidence. So that was really cool. So next question. Okay, so does gyno affect your placing? Not the gynecologist. <laughs> We're talking about gynecomastia. And so gynecomastia is, uh, a lot of you guys probably have noticed because it's obvious. Um, I do have gynecomastia. I've had it since I was 11 years old. It is technically breast tissue under the nipple that forms through hormone imbalances and things like that. I got it from puberty. I exacerbated it by using anabolic steroids. So... That is something that I can't get rid of without a surgery, and I will be having the surgery soon, which will in turn allow me to do better in this sport. They are not allowed to judge gyno as part of your placing, but they do. It's not spoken about, it's not scored, but it's there. And um, <laughs> this was from one of the judges and basically like I would do the same thing. If I was a judge, I would do the same thing because this sport is about symmetry. It's about aesthetics. It's about seeing how unbelievably conditioned and dry these people can come in as. And when you're looking at the male body up there, not the female body, you have to look at that differently. But for the male body, seeing the soft tissue that is getting rid of some of the lines in the pecs and like altering the shape and things like that, it's not as aesthetically pleasing. So if I were a judge, I would mark that down too. So yes, it does affect your placing, but it's not officially said or talked about. But if you do have legitimate gynecomastia and you want to take this sport very, very seriously, and you want to end up on the Olympia stage or something one day, you got to get it out and you got to have a good surgeon to take care of it and shape it the way that you need it. <laughs> All right. So next up, how do you feel about getting third? I know you placed higher last show. I feel great. <laughs> it's not about the placing to me because in this sport, it's literally a like 10 to 20 year commitment. And a lot of people don't realize that like this sport is your life basically. And, um, so, uh, getting third wasn't bad because what I brought to the stage, this show 
was so much better than what I'd ever brought to a previous show. I was 14 pounds up for this one from last year, which is insane. And I was a little bit softer than normal. Like I typically come in drier and as, as conditioned as you possibly can. But the feedback from them, my previous show was that I needed to get bigger and I needed to come in fuller with more full muscle. So that's how I uh, decided how I was going to come in this time was I was basing it on muscle fullness and size while being as conditioned as I could maintaining that. So really, really proud of how I did there. Um, back to the 10 to 20 year commitment thing, this sport, if you are continually progressing and you do not give up and you do not quit, if you get better with every single show, there is no question you will eventually win. So that's how the sport works. It's a sport of perseverance and uh, resilience and just going after it year after year and continually making the improvements that you can. In hindsight, would you have done anything differently if you could have? Yes. Um, I probably, gosh, should I even, yeah, I'll say it. It's to be honest, so I'm going to be raw. Um, <laughs> would I have done anything differently? I probably would have used a little bit of insulin to kind of clean things up the morning of the show because I carved up pretty heavily the night before on purpose for that muscle fullness. But the thing about that is that the morning of you wake up a little bit softer and then if you utilize it properly at a very, very low amount, it can help clean, clean up a spill or uh, when you spill over, that's what we call it. When you wake up a little bit soft after carving up, if you spill over, there are ways of utilizing certain compounds to help you clean that up. But I was not personally willing to do that quite yet. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing I would have done differently. How many shows have you done? Um, I have done, let's see, two in 2016. Two in 2021 and one in 2022. So five shows total. I've been doing this for six years. So competing for six years, I've done five shows. Um, and I am finally at a place in my life and my career where I am like very determined to take this very seriously. And so that frequency will probably pick up a little bit uh, while still making sure that I take the proper off seasons to stay healthy and maintain my blood work and all that stuff. How long have you been lifting? So I've been lifting since I was 15. So I'm 29, about to turn 30, just about 15 years. Your tan was flawless. Who'd you use? Okay, that was Lori from Cheat the Beach. She is the absolute best. She gives it to you straight. She's very blunt and direct and she does phenomenal tans. And I've never had a tan that flawless. So thank you, Lori. Uh, I highly recommend her to everybody for West Coast shows. <laughs> what was the most unique thing about this show for you compared to the past? Um, that's a good question. I was dealing with a lot of injuries. So not, sorry, I take that back. Not a lot of injuries. I was dealing with an injury where it's not, um, it's just uncomfortable. So basically my shoulder, there's some 
alignment things going on because I have so many knots in the muscle. So essentially, I haven't really taken proper care of myself as far as tissue work goes, deep tissue massages, um, percussion therapy, um, scraping, cupping, all that sort of stuff. I highly recommend that everybody does on a very regular basis, whether it's once a month, once a week, like do it if you can afford it, because I am dealing with the repercussions now. And we have learned very recently that a lot of my past injuries actually were caused by not getting tissue work done because of the chain of events, the series of events that takes place between one tight muscle and everything that can happen around that over time if it's not repaired. Get your tissue work done. I did not. I had a massive knot under my scapula that was pulling on my neck, my shoulder, wrapping all the way around to my chest. The alignment of my shoulders when I was trying to lift and everything was off. So I've been actively working on that with Steven at AMP, which is upstairs at the gym that I work at, self-made in Rancho Santa Margarita. Um, Steven's amazing. I highly recommend him as well. And that was the most unique thing about the show is that half of my prep, I actually couldn't lift because I had to be very careful of that. And so I took way more time off this prep than I ever really have. So what is my next move as far as competing goes? Um, I weighed in at 206 this time. My weight cap for my class is 212. Once I go up to the national level, uh, I can go up five more pounds. So I still need to put on more size in order to be at the top of my height and weight class. And the reason you want to be at the top of that is because as long as you can make weight, you're going to be one of the biggest guys up there. And then when you have that size, like it's better to be able to come in as conditioned and dry and lean as you possibly can because your muscle was so full and big to begin with. And there was so much there. It's that much easier to just come in perfect, you know? So um, the next move is to grow some more. We're going to focus on growth for the next couple of months. And then we're going to prep again, jump back on the local stage with muscle contest, and then do a national show in uh, the summer of 2023. And that'll be my first national show. And I will go until I pull it off and get my pro card. Not necessarily all this year. That'll be based on my health <laughs> and blood work. Okay. I had no idea you were prepping. Why keep it Why keep it secret? I feel like everyone shows off their entire prep and it completely consumes their life, but you make it seem so casual. I don't understand. I wasn't necessarily trying to keep it a secret. I get really uncomfortable sometimes when I'm prepping, when people are talking to me too much about it because... You don't understand like the mental space that competitors are in when they're like really taking it seriously and they're doing this for such a long period of time to have people asking you about it every day for months when you're already in your head, you're already like having body dysmorphia issues. You're already like so hyper-focused on like, I just want to get this right. I just want to do it right. Like all this stuff and you're following your protocol and everything. Like I don't, I don't like that. I don't like having to talk about it. I don't like having to constantly like give people updates. And then if I reach a point where I'm like frustrated or if I'm like fed up with that, then I will come off as a dick. And like, that's not what I'm trying to do. So I like to just completely like, like zero in and focus on the task at hand and focus on prep and focus on getting where I need to go. 
um, just stay in my zone. Like I, even this year, like backstage, I was not anywhere close to as social as I normally am backstage. I love meeting the other competitors and making friends backstage. And like, I usually walk away with some really, really good friends from every show that I do that stick around for a long time. But this time, for some reason, I don't know why I was just, I was in the zone. I was, I was focused. I really, really want this <laughs> and I've dedicated a lot of my life to it. So I'm giving it literally everything I got. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if I make it look casual, but I hope that no one experienced a version of me during prep that they will like remember with a bad taste in their mouth forever, you know? So, all right, next question. Any advice to a 19 year old who wants to compete in classic? Build muscle, um, get your blood work done, see where your testosterone levels are at, because if you're good, like stay natural, like focus on that if you are a natural. Um, Max, like max out your potential basically, uh, naturally. But if your blood work comes back and your levels are low, then you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot staying natural. So it's kind of like, and again, this podcast is about being very blunt and honest and raw. So here you go. <laughs> if your testosterone levels are too low, you are not going to progress as fast as you would if you had optimal testosterone levels, right? Well, if you don't have optimal testosterone levels, you need to do something about that to boost them, to get them up. Well, unfortunately, most testosterone boosting supplements don't actually increase the number, like the actual testosterone value in your blood work. You might experience some feelings of uh, increased testosterone, but majority of them do not necessarily work. I have seen blood work improvements in people from natural testosterone boosting supplementation before. But I think it comes down to some sourcing things and some like potentially not good products that are not actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. So um, that is what I typically guide people to do is check your blood work, because if you naturally have great testosterone levels, which at 19, year old, at 19 years old, most of you will, um, then you're totally good to go. Just like keep focusing on eating a lot of food, keep focusing on training hard, keep focusing on, you know, keeping your heart and your lungs healthy um, throughout and just do keep pushing and put that size on. And then don't be afraid to do a show, get your feet, get your feet wet at like in a couple of years when you feel somewhat ready, just so you can actually strip everything down and see exactly where you actually are at, because it's not until you're on that stage, not until you see that stage ready physique that you actually know the improvements you're going to need to make from there. So that's my best advice for a 19 year old trying to compete in classic. Okay. So I have one more question. I didn't want to start with it, even though it was the first question asked because it just didn't seem like it was a first question of the podcast type. Uh, but deep in my bulk with my first show on the books for next year, seeing everyone's picks worries me. I am nowhere close. Mentally, how do you manage? Okay. So I answered something similar to this on my Instagram stories earlier today. Because um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I always keep this anonymous uh, question box. Uh, the link to it is always in my bio and my link tree. So if you guys ever have questions at all that you're just like too nervous to just DM me directly about and you just want to ask me through the anonymous box, you can just head to the link in my bio and ask me whatever there. I answer pretty much everybody unless it seems like just like not even interesting or 
a point to answering it. <laughs> so, okay. So mentally, how do you manage that? I believe that most people procrastinate on stepping on stage out of a fear of embarrassing themselves. And it's a completely legitimate and understandable fear. You're stepping up on stage, mostly naked under really, really bright lights in front of a ton of people with a row of judges in front of you, literally critiquing your physique and telling you what's wrong with your body. <laughs> it's not, I understand being afraid of that. Totally, totally understandable. I put it off way longer than I should have. I wish that instead of competing at 24 for the first time, that I had competed at about 21 or 22 the first time and gotten that process started. And I wish I would have done that utilizing a coach who has a good reputation in the industry, who has shown that they're, has shown their work and proven that they are good at what they do. Um, and I would have gotten my feet wet so that I could have been on track to get where I wanted to go right away. So I have mostly coached myself throughout a lot of my career. I've had um, two amazing, amazing coaches who taught me so, so much. Um, but if I could go back, I would have started younger and I would have worked with a high level coach. So, um, mentally, how do you manage? Get on track, get that coach, have a plan and a guide to where you're trying to go. I don't care if you're like, Hey, I want to step on stage in two years. I want to step on stage in five years, have a plan, know where you're going, make sure that every day isn't wasted and that you're actually working toward it and moving towards something. That's the best advice I can give there. Um, you're always going to be comparing yourself to everybody else. Uh, in the beginning, your first couple of shows, you're going to be small. I've been small for the first six years of competing. <laughs> so it's like, it's just kind of a part of the process. And I kind of look at competing the way that I look at business. I think that you have to be willing to make a fool out of yourself a little bit. You have to be willing to set that pride aside and that ego aside and just like subject yourself to the potentially cruel world and the judgment. Like it, you just kind of got to do it. You just got to take a leap and see what comes out of it, you know, and that's how you learn and that's how you grow and that's how you keep moving forward. So um, don't be so afraid. Work with a coach. Um, that's it. <laughs> so that's everything I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for watching or listening. If you guys ever have like feedback that you want to give to the podcast, you can always do that on Spotify. There's a question box for you guys to interact with me. And yeah, um, I would love to know future topics you guys would love to hear about future guests that you would like me to bring on whatever it is. Um, yeah, anything like that. So thank you guys. And I will uh, talk to you in the next one. See you later.